0: you in the 06010. Fantasy, focus, fantasy, fantasy, focus. Hello and welcome into Fantasy Focus Football, the CSS DFS podcast. Today's CSS DFS is presented by Geico. Switch to Geico, see all the ways that you could save. Our buddy S joins us all the way from California. I am C. No, he is C. I'm C. Mike is C. I'm one of the S's. Al Zeidenfeld is the other S. Clay, Squirrel, and Smizzle. Al, how are you doing over there, bud?
1: I'm doing really good. It's it, uh, it's a good week. I'm really happy to be back after, uh, you know, my hiatus, my week 15 mm-hmm. hiatus.
2: Yeah. Yeah, just a week off, right? That's what we were talking about last week. He just took a week off. Of, I think he cleaned.
0: you cleaned the house, right? You were working on the garage a little bit and some of the back room.
1: I didn't. Also, I mean, somebody would say I cleaned house. I, say that. I, I, I thought I you were teeing him, him up for that. <laughs>
0: Uh, tell us about it man and all honestly Al you were gone last week Uh because you had a big tournament that you were in the DraftKings Rainmakers tournament I just want to ask you how you did and what it means and all that good stuff because we're here because you're really smart so I want the people to know how smart you are
1: I mean I'm not smart but I get lucky every once in a while (laughs) so I had two seats in the Rainmakers final I had one seat in the really large twelve and a half million dollar DFS final I had a stack in the main DFS final which was built around the Chargers games. That was really frustrating. I did hit on Zay Jones. I came in like 60th out of 200 in that one. And I came in fifth and, or sorry, sixth and 15th in the Rainmakers final and had a big day Saturday on the Saturday slate. Won the Sunday night football showdown in Rainmakers as well. I took down like $100,000 last week. So it was really a nice weekend in New Orleans. I ate all the crawfish etouffee I could eat. Yeah. Well done,
0: sir. Well done. Congratulations, Mm -hmm. Al Zeidenfeld. When you do that, Al, obviously you can go to v.org slash donate in order to help donate to some of the best charities Mm -hmm. that we have out there. I know that you as well, whenever you have fantasy winnings, you love to be able to donate to charities like the V Foundation. Is there anything else that Mm -hmm. you like to be able to look at?
1: V Foundation is a fantastic charity that we donate to every single year. Uh, I also am running a fundraiser for No Kid Hungry, providing school breakfast, lunches, and at-home care for food insecure kids all across this country. Currently, this season, uh, my community, the Smiz Gang, has raised about forty-seven thousand dollars plus up to this point. There is another deposit match from me coming when we get to fifty thousand dollars before December thirty-first. Uh, so you can go to Smizzle.tv/charity. All donations are one hundred percent tax-deductible. Uh, and if we can get to that fifty thousand, that triggers another ten thousand-dollar match from me. So mm-hmm. it would immediately get us to sixty k, which That's would awesome. be
2: amazing. Good. That's what we like on this show. People great at DFS, Al, and great people. That's right. Al. That's right. Thanks, 100% awesome. man.
0: Thanks. All right. Let's talk about last week for us. Uh, Cause it wasn't just Al that had a great week, Mike. You also had an awesome week. 192.4 points in our league. Oh, wow. That was 11th. Yep. In our CSS DFS tournament. Congratulations, yeah. Thank man.
2: Thank you, man. We had a, a really good week last week and uh, really last like two months. We're crushing it. I know I was crushing it. We're crushing it on the show too. So hopefully everybody uh, was able to put this lineup to work. And I know people did. Cause when you're like near the top of the standings, you see your lineup, but you see other people at the exact same score. Yeah. And a lot of people just <laughs> jumped on that lineup too. So, uh, you know, Proud of everyone out there who used, you know, some of them players and maybe made a few adjustments and
0: and won the league like uh, Reimer B10, who put up 210, 210, 210. points. Yeah. That's pretty fantastic. Join our free league over at DraftKings. Free to enter this week. Uh, there are free prizes, as there always are. Follow at my Clay NFL. I am at Daniel Dopp. Al is at Al Zeidenfeld. You can follow him there as well as smizzle.tv slash links for everything else that Al does over there. Let's jump into our week 16 DFS Let's slate for DraftKings. Mike at the quarterback position, there is only one place to start in cash games and it's Gardner Minshew. It is Gardner Minshew. Why? Because he's
2: 4800 4, in the quarterback slot, which is sometimes we're like you know, we're gonna pay down a little at tight end and and use like the eighth price tight end and he's forty seven hundred or forty eight hundred. That's what Gardner Minshew is this week in Dallas, easily the lowest price quarterback on this twenty team slate. Uh and look, he's had some Solid fantasy production throughout his career. Look at his 23 games with Jacksonville, 17.6 draftings points per game. And then last year, he appeared in two games for the Eagles, had 18.8 points against the Jets with a pair of touchdowns. And then there was that meaningless game in week 18 where it was all backups and they got crushed by the Cowboys. They hung in there for a while, got crushed by Dallas's starters. He had two touchdowns in that game still with 14.4 points. And again, if you get 14, 15 points at 4,800, you're fine. And then you're going to be able to load up at the other position. So uh, add some value with his legs, averaging about 20, 21 yards per game throughout his career. By the way, I just talked about his fantasy production in the past. His supporting cast now, way better, way better. (laughs) Elite offensive line with three (laughs) pro bowlers, or I think two pro bowlers and an alternate alternate, AJ Brown, Devontae Smith, Dallas Goddard's back. Miles Sanders is in the pro bowl. So is Brown. I mean, stacked Sack supporting cast the best he has ever had uh, by the way Cowboys really good against quarterbacks usually but last week they allowed that 27 point game to mm-hmm. Trevor Lawrence he had four touchdowns in that game obviously a little bit of a step back for them so again at this price point you're punting the quarterback spot and he still could come away with a Fifteen twenty point game.
0: I was just going to say you're not looking for 30 points out of Gardner Minshew but when you're paying down at forty eight hundred dollars if you right. get fifteen twenty, or he does ceiling at 25 mm-hmm. you are looking great because you just saved so much money Al let's talk about another quarterback that crushed mm-hmm. it last week as well and that was Kirk Cousins. Are you going back to the well with Kirk Cousins indoor in a dome in spite of all the weather that's elsewhere on the football slate this week?
1: Yeah, it's really cold. I don't know how y'all do it. Like, this is ridiculous. (laughs) Negative temperatures projected in like four games. And Mm. the knock on Kirk Cousins all season has been, you know what? Kirk Cousins just does not have a ceiling. He gets like 18 or 19 fantasy points a game. Well, 37.4 last week, 28 points the week before, 425 plus passing yards in each of those two games. Wow. And now squares off against the Giants, who have allowed multiple touchdown passes in three of their last four and the sixth most yards per completion. He's got a pretty good wide receiver that you can kind of tag along with him if you wanted to stack or double stack. Yeah, KJ Osborne's really cheap,
0: too. That's what yeah, he
1: is, too. Mm-hmm. But You're talking you know. about KJ Osborne?
0: No? <laughs> yeah, oh, okay. You're talking Osborne? about the Justin I mean, Jefferson. Got,
1: we got your your doppelganger, <laughs> That's uh, right. Daniel. We could, you mm-hmm. could double stack him with Hawkinson if you wanted to as well. I mean, I'm locking Justin Jefferson to any Kirk Cousins stacks. If Kirk Cousins has like a 350-yard day uh, in the Dome in a game that Does look like one that is closely contested with a high total. Really easy to get to any of those double stacks that you want to. We know that the ceiling is there. Love Kirk Cousins this
0: week. Mm. Only $6,100 this week. So, again, a good, Mm -hmm. I mean, you're looking for 18 fantasy points out of Captain Kirk, and we've seen that each of the last couple of weeks.
2: Yeah. The only uh, pushback I'd have on the ceiling is just that the Giants have only allowed one quarterback to get to 20 points this season. That was Jalen Hurts, who's the QB one in fantasy. So, that's my only slight hesitation, but I still haven't ranked top 10. And with all the weather around the country, playing in the dome is appealing. So mm-hmm. no yeah. no problem with it. I just, that was, that was the only thing when I was ranking cousins this week where I was like, hey, I don't
0: know, just, we haven't seen them huge range for sure. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. So a lot of that, we talked about this earlier on the season long show where a lot of these rankings are like. Do I like this guy that is technically a better person, but in a worse environmental situation, or do I like this guy that's in a better situation, but is not quite as good here? Mm-hmm. Kirk Cousins is one of those tough ones because he's got a really great indoor matchup. Oh, he's indoors rather than being outdoors, where it seems like everybody Which else is. Which is very
2: important this week, more this than week. I can
0: ever remember
2: in, yeah. in, since doing
0: this job. Uh, we got a couple other quarterbacks here that we want to talk about. Geno Smith. Geno Smith, only $5,800 yeah. taking on the Kansas City Chiefs. Geno Smith has multiple had multiple touchdown passes in seven straight leading into last week when he took on the vaunted 49ers defense. So still getting a ton of volume. Geno is out there. Fifty eight hundred dollars. No Tyler Lockett this week. Something to keep in mind, though, with him. Mm -hmm. We also like Patrick Mahomes on the other side of that game at eighty four hundred dollars. But quarterback is really tough this week, Mike, because when you look at all of the games, you've got to be able to monitor the weather situation mm-hmm. and make sure that you're picking a game where they're actually going to throw the ball a lot.
2: Yeah, there's uh, several games with major weather concerns, including uh, especially the Browns game uh, against the Saints, which is in Cleveland, and the Bills-Browns, which is in Buffalo. Bills- those, bears are, yeah. All right, what did I say? Oh, Browns, yeah, yeah. yeah, Bears, so Fields and Allen. Uh, those two games have the highest wind projections right now, major gusts, so... Uh, you're, you're going to want to avoid the pass catchers in those games and perhaps the quarterbacks, especially in DFS, right? Because the yeah. pricing doesn't reflect that. Uh, those guys are going to be tough to play. Uh, and obviously, we're going to monitor uh, throughout the weekend what these uh, forecasts look like. But for now, those are the two of the biggest concerns.
0: Absolutely. One of the things that we do look for, though, when we have these kind of games, you don't want wind gusts when you're looking at quarterbacks or pass catchers. But when it's cold, Mm -hmm. you do not mind big bruising running backs that just plow through everybody. (laughs) And that guy's name is Derrick Henry. Seems like it's perfect for a situation like this week.
2: Yeah, I mean, if you don't use Derrick Henry this week, you're just being, you know, obtuse. Obtuse is that the word? Yeah, I was gonna say. I mean, maybe in a tournament setting, you get off, uh, get off of him because everyone else is gonna be on him, right? He's gonna be very chalky, and the reason is this: it's one reason and one reason only. Okay, he's facing the Houston Texans, and think about this: this is his production, touches, yards, and touchdowns in his last four games against the Texans love it 33 touches 220 yards two touchdowns 34 for 250 and two touchdowns 24 for 264 and two touchdowns 32 for 211 and three touchdowns at least 200 yards and two touchdowns in four straight games yeah. against the Houston Texans his fantasy point totals at drafting's points in those games 38 plus in
0: four <laughs> straight games it's unheard of like that does not happen uh, Can I but, ask a question yes. about this matchup? Because that's all well and good, but who are they going to have under center? And they're going to want to throw the ball yeah,
2: a whole lot this week. They're not going to throw the ball. They're going to give it to Derrick Henry 1 million times. <laughs> and look, <laughs> the Texans may put, you know, I made this joke on the earlier pod, 13 guys in the box, right? They're just going to yeah. like, just load up the box against Malik Willis, most likely. And, uh, and Derrick Henry, and it may not matter. Cause if he gets 30 carries for, you know, 112 yards and two touchdowns, he's going to pay off his price point. Yep. Right. So, and he's also doing a lot in the passing game as of late uh, with Dontrell Hilliard on IR, so, uh, and by the way, Henry's had two really good matchups the last two weeks as well, and he's delivered in both, over 150 yards, had a touchdown in both of them against the Chargers and the Jags. Houston, not just bad against Derrick Henry as well. They've allowed the most yards, touchdowns, and fantasy points to running backs this season. Just last week, Jerick McKinnon had 34 points against them, Yeah, Uh, so it's just everything is set up for a huge Derrick Henry game. If
0: Derrick McKinnon can score 34 points against him, I expect Derrick Henry also to score 34 points. Uh, like 68. Him. Yeah. Something him, yeah. like that. Like you've got to find it regardless, find a way to put Derrick Henry in your lineup period. End of story. Al, let's talk about the running back position from a tournament perspective. We just talked about what Derrick McKinnon did last week. And in yeah. fact, he did that the week before that as well. The number one running back for two straight weeks in season long fantasy. Do you see him continuing that here this week?
1: I mean, Yeah. The problem is that Isaiah Pacheco, and I made the mistake last week of playing Isaiah Pacheco because I was a little bit concerned with the return of MVS and Kadarius Toney that that was going to impact Jarek McKinnon's snaps or touches or usage in the passing game or near the red zone, which was kind of the Miko Hardman package before for the Chiefs, but that did not materialize. McKinnon played his highest percentage of snaps at any point this season with over 60% of the snaps, and Isaiah Pacheco has had a fumbling problem this year, and he's been a little bit doghoused. Uh, in Kansas City as a result. You think he's going to fumble less when it's negative 10 degrees outside? I don't think so. So no. that means that Jared McKinnon is still a solid play at sub-6K, uh, at sub 5,900. And unless you're going to be like you said, you know, the uh, Warden Norton from Shawshank Prison right. and be completely obtuse and not play Derrick Henry, why would you also not play a really high, high enough volume because of his usage in the passing game, even though he's not going to get the 30 touches that Derrick Henry's going to get? He provides you enough value to be able to afford him, both in cash or in tournaments. Uh, don't be obtuse. Play the right place. Hmm.
0: Did, did you know when I said that, that it was yeah. from Shawshank Redemption? He had no idea. No, I didn't. I looked at I, Al, heard, I mean, I could see Al's return when I said it and immediately in his eyes, I knew that he knew but where other I was people going to say
2: that. that. That's not that's not like a real movie quote. Like, what are we people say that? So,
0: how could I, you be so obtuse, Mike Clay? What do you people mean? Say that all the time. But yes, but the word obtuse is just like when I hear the word obtuse, I just think of Shawshank okay. Redemption. Well, I don't. Anyway, but That's I fair. miss all references. So. <laughs>
2: so,
0: all right. Let's, anyway, let's move on and talk about a couple of other running backs that we like this week. Mike yep. Clay. All right. Dalvin Cook. I love him. $7,200 taking on the Giants. Christian McCaffrey, $8,800 is actually $200 more than Derrick Henry. We would suggest mm-hmm. you go with Derrick Henry, but CMC has still been lighting the world on fire. DeAndre Swift.
2: 5,500. Yeah, look, he's you know, uh, Jarek McKinnon's 5,900. He's 400 less and I have Swift ranked a little ahead in a good matchup against Carolina of McKinnon. So
0: that's a, that's a I big like him one right there. Alvin Kamara, $6,800 taking on Cleveland again in a game where we think that he is going to have to run the ball a ton because they should not be throwing the ball a whole lot. Mm-hmm. Let's move ahead to the wide receivers here, Mike. And if we think that Geno Smith is a potential play, no Tyler Lockett this week. Do you see DK Metcalf being a smash play here? I do. I like him a lot
2: with no Lockett. The targets are going to be
0: there because they've already been there. Even with Tyler
2: Lockett soaking up about a quarter of the targets, nine or more targets and five straight. 10.4 per game for Metcalf so far this season. Uh last five games, averaging 18.7 DraftKings points per game. Also, check this out. DK Metcalf this season has 20 end zone targets. Wow. Next closest, second place in this category has 13. 13. He wow. has seven more end zone targets than any other player in the entire NFL. Also, we know they're playing the Chiefs. They're going to have to throw the ball. A ton. The Chiefs have allowed the fourth most fantasy points and the most touchdowns with 19 to wide receivers. You know where you score a lot of touchdowns? In the end zone where Metcalf is targeted quite often. Since week 10, Jerry Judy, Josh Palmer, Christian Kirk, also all, all got the 30 fantasy points in their game against the Kansas City Chiefs. Yeah, teams just have to throw against them. Metcalf is going to see a ton of volume. It's a good matchup. 7,100. Are you kidding me?
0: Are you kidding me? Locking him in. Uh, you said that he is averaging 10 plus targets this year? Yes, he is. 10.4. I feel like this is exactly what I want out of DK Metcalf. When you have a wide receiver like mm-hmm. him, he's a guy, he needs 10 or more targets mm-hmm. a game. And the fact that they're targeting him in the end zone with that big body, like Seattle is using DK Metcalf properly.
2: And there, this is also, I think since the year, uh, Russell Wilson was drafted, this is the third game script adjusted. This is the third pass heaviest offense Seattle has run. So they are, you don't let Russ cook all the time. They're yep. letting Geno
0: cook they're letting it's Gino cook. it's going pretty well. It's going Heck pretty well. Yeah. All right, another guy that's been cooking for a long time, Patrick Mahomes, has one wide receiver that we trust, Al Zeidenfeld, and it's Juju Smith-Schuster. Are you trusting him again this week?
1: So, yes, because he's extremely cheap and he gets targeted an awful lot in games that he starts and finishes and is is healthy, let's mm-hmm. say, because he had that concussion issue uh, you know, from weeks uh, 10 through 13. So I'm going to kind of take those out as they're kind of the Russian judge. Ten targets last week, 11 the week before. And basically every other week he's had about eight. Don't fact check me, but like it's really close. And he just <laughs> okay. basically would log eight targets a game for mm-hmm. like nine of the first 11 weeks of the season. Now, there's been a little bit of a paradigm shift in how they're utilizing Juju Smith-Schuster. And it's kind of helped out his floor. From weeks one through 12, uh, there's a stat, Mike. It's called A dot. It's uh, average oh. depth of target. It shows you how far downfield. Uh, wide receivers are targeted. Uh, I've met the guy who created it, kind of a cool guy. Anyway, he had an out of 8.4. He was being targeted way down the field earlier in the season. He was not converting a lot of those targets to catches. The last three games, weeks, 13 through 15, his ADOT has shrunk to 6.4. Now, they're still taking shots to him. He's had a 19-yard catch and a 20-yard catch uh, the last two weeks, but converted 10 targets into 10 catches last week, 11 targets into nine catches against Denver, and now he gets Seattle's defense. So a much higher floor. still has a similar ceiling because, you know, he catches passes from Patrick Mahomes. He does nothing else but throw a touchdown.
2: I love Juju this week as well. And, uh, Al, you're also a cool guy in my book. So thanks. <laughs> high praise. Wait, who did dot? I don't know. You? Oh. I assumed he was talking about you. No, it wasn't me. Oh, must've been me then. I <laughs> guess. Field. I'll take credit.
0: All right. Well, why not? Yeah. A couple other wide receivers that we like here this week. Demarcus Robinson, $4,000 taking on Atlanta. If you're going to throw to someone in that offense, like he's Atlanta ranks bottom 10th in yeah. yards per attempt, yards per completion, touchdown rates mm-hmm. to wide receivers. It's a dart throw, but at $4,000 if you're trying to DeMarne find a place to pay down. for
2: the season, they're just out of receivers. I they mean, need they, someone. they're running out. Deshaun Jackson's going to play more. James Prochet in the slot. They just signed, they claimed Sammy Watkins. They're going to use a lot of tight end sets. I mean, I know Lamar's probably not going to play, and that knock Robinson down a little bit, but a 4K. He's seeing 20-plus percent of the targets every week. I mean, he's just one of them guys. He's kind of in that Zay Jones category Uh where out of nowhere, he's just going to have 100 yards, maybe a touchdown. So, uh, yeah, he's fine. Amon Ra,
0: St. Brown at 7,800. Always love him. Always love him at sub 8K. Richie James, again, if you want to pay down, if you're riding that, Daniel Jones trained $3,900 against Minnesota. Jamar Chase, $8,300 against New England. And Terry McLaurin, $6,200 against the San Francisco 49ers. Mm Mm-hmm. Let's move ahead and talk tight ends here where TJ Hawkinson comes in at $4,900, $100 more than our starting quarterback this week. Mike yeah. Clay. Yeah, look, I'm with you guys. There are, uh, there are punt options here or, or excuse me, stack options with this, with
2: Minnesota for sure. Yep. And we just mentioned some bringbacks there with, uh, like a Richie James or I mean, you could go Saquon or even Darius Slayton. So you have options in this game, but uh, I'm with you. I'm going to use a lot of uh, Vikings this week, 8.3 targets per game in seven games with the Vikings so far for Hawkinson, only one touchdown, but he's second in targets at tight end yeah. since he was, uh, since he was traded there also in receptions. He's eighth in fantasy points during that span, just because of the the touchdowns that haven't been there. They'll come in time as he continues to see this heavy volume uh, giants, Mid packet against tight ends, so not a matchup you're super excited about. But they've had a really easy schedule. You look at the efficiency to that position: six worst yards per target, sixth worst catch rate. So uh, also last week, uh, oh no, uh, it was a couple weeks ago against the Cowboys. Remember they had that big game. The tight ends had 34 fantasy points yep. against him, so they can be exposed at times when teams target the tight end. And we suspect the Vikings will do that with GJ Hawkinson.
0: They traded a second round pick for him to get him. Yeah, and they're throwing to him a lot. That's probably not going to change this week. He's being used in this offense, $4,900. And again, indoors, in a dome, in a week where you got to be careful with what what you're looking at as far as weather. Al, let's talk about another tight end Mm in Dalton Schultz, who we love his talent, $4,200. How do you feel about Dalton Schultz this week?
1: So a lot of people who play Daily Fantasy play whack-a-mole, right? And they try and, uh, to use another mixed metaphors here, they try and chase the ball around the roulette wheel, right? Mm And just oh, It was 32 last time, I'm going to bet 32 this time. The problem is that doesn't always work. And so when a guy has a bad week, like Dalton Schultz had last week with two catches on four targets, only 3.5 DraftKings points, people tend to look elsewhere. The the game log hunters tend to look for the guy who had a big game last week. So, like, that's when I want to get back on because less people are going to be on him in tournaments. He's had an end zone target in each of his five games prior to week 15 uh, and 11 red zone targets in total over that run. Now, I don't want to attack the Eagles defense on the outside of the hash marks, but I do like to attack the nice gooey center uh, of the Eagles defense, specifically with running backs and tight ends, uh, running backs when they were missing their defensive linemen on the interior. But Dalton Schultz is only 4,200. I do think it's a week where tight end is viable to play in flex because I think it's going to kind of be a low scoring week this week. Not a lot of Mm -hmm. values popping for tournaments. So I might open up two tight end in specific situations and Dallas is one of them.
0: Wow. Wow. Al is opening up a two tight end situation here, which I feel breaks <laughs> all the rules that Al has basically always told me about daily fantasy. Mm-hmm. But when you have a week like this, where like there are factors outside of our control that like, you've got to be able to figure out how am I going to approach this slate? Yeah. And I mean, if you want to win like a tournament or a millie maker, you got to be a little, little control. Yeah, exactly. Right. hundred percent. All right. Let's look at our weekly line. Oh, sorry. We got a couple more tight ends. I'm going to say really quickly that we do like no fan. Yeah. Remember, dollars, no Tyler Lockett, Fans on the injury report, but we got to make sure yeah. he's okay. If there is no Noah Fant, Will Disley at $2,700 mm-hmm. stands out even more, Mike Clay. And then Daniel Bellinger, $3,300 taking on Minnesota. Those are at least three guys. If yeah. you're looking to pay down at the tight end position. Those, those are, are players who are in the National Football League. Those, That's what Those <laughs> are right
2: there. It doesn't feel good,
0: <laughs> but they will
2: play and they will run routes. But yeah, I mean, look, let lock it out. Those uh, Seattle tight ends are going to see some extra volume. So yeah. names to keep an eye on.
0: Names to keep an eye on. All right, now let's talk about our weekly head-to-head lineup. Mike Clay, give us your week 16 lineup. All right, let's do it. Uh, Gardner Minshew, of
2: course, is the quarterback. Going to yep. pay down there uh, or save money there and spend up elsewhere. Uh, Derek Henry, DeAndre Swift, Dalvin wow. Cook, including the flex there. Three running backs. I love Henry and Cook. Very happy to get them in there. Wide receiver. Still got some good ones. DK Metcalf. We talked about him. Juju Smith-Schuster. We talked about him and John Dotson coming off a 100-yard game in a good matchup last week. I'm going to roll with him in a game where Washington's not going to want to run. That's what you you don't do against the Niners. You throw the ball and Dotson is trending up, so I love him at 3,900. Hawkinson is my tight end and uh, punting defense a little with the Eagles, which we'll see. You know The Eagles are going to have to rely on running and defense in this one. It's going to be a
0: a sleeper to be a low scoring game. So could be we'll keep an eye on that. Yeah, definitely. That's a good looking lineup. A lot of really big names, Derek Henry, Dalvin cook, mm-hmm. DK Metcalf, Deandre Swift, Juju's Juju smith Schuster. Like those are, you were able to cram a lot. And that in part mm-hmm. is because you only paid $4,800 for Gardner Minshew. Yep. Normally you're paying 8,000, 7,000, $8,000 yeah, for a quarterback. Absolutely. So um mm-hmm. can look at it that way. All right, let's take a look at my week 16 lineup here. I'm starting at the same spot. Gardner Minshew, $4,800. I've got Dalvin Cook, Derek Henry, and Jarek McKinnon as my three running backs. Mm-hmm. Okay. My wide receivers also went with DK Metcalf because how do you not? I have DJ Moore taking on the Detroit Lions because I like Payne and Richie James <laughs> taking on Minnesota. Only $3,900 had to pay down somewhere. And then I've got TJ Hawkinson, $4,900 against the Giants. Five. Like I, It's so great. The Bears defense, $2,000 taking on Buffalo. Now listen... The Bears defense taken on Buffalo is tough. This is bare minimum. However, it does help a little bit that it's supposed Bear to be an minimum. Awful, uh, supposed to be awful weather there. Yes. So hopefully they're not throwing a lot. It shouldn't be a 40, you know, Buffalo's not going to put up 40 points. Yeah, until Chicago.
2: Josh Allen runs for a buck 20 stop. and two touchdowns. Don't put that <laughs> into, a, stop it,
0: Mike Clay. We have uh, five of the same players. So it's going to be interesting. Uh, you know, what's, what's great too is when I pick the five of the same players before I go through. And I always go through and I read, you've got a great article on ESPN Plus if you want to quickly promote mm-hmm. it here.
2: Yeah, it's just the uh, the value board you're yep. talking about, right? So we take our projections, we compare them to the prices for uh, each position, and then the best values are in there as well. You could just look and make your own decisions if you want and see, you know, how uh, this guy's listed as a terrible value, and then you could dig into that and figure out why uh, we don't like him. But every player in the slate, within reason, is in there, um, and we update. We usually update it if we need to over the weekend, which we probably will this week because of all of the uh, of the weather news.
0: Although the main slate's on Saturday this week, so. Get those lineups Yeah, get those yeah. lineups in early. Everything <laughs> is color coded, which is great to be able yep. to see and easy to read. All mm-hmm. right. Uh Al Zeidenfeld. Yeah. Tournament lineup. <clears throat> Last week, while you weren't here, I tried to set a tournament lineup in your stead. Yeah? How'd it do? Well, I also rolled with the Chargers, so not great. <laughs> <laughs> so let's see I mean, what you're rolling was so with this week. <laughs>
1: All right, so I went a little bit nuts here with this lineup. I'm going with Geno Smith. Uh, they throw the ball a lot, and they're going to have to throw it a lot more against Kansas City. I double-stacked him with DK Metcalf uh, and Marquise Goodwin because of, uh, as we mentioned, Lockett being out. Yep. And then I double-stacked it on the way back with Jarek McKinnon and Travis Kelsey because I just wanted to play Travis Kelsey at 8,000, so I did that with a double bring back there. I also have Derrick Henry because how can you not? He is the principal owner of the Houston Texans. Uh, And I went with Dalton Schultz at Flex. I told you that tight end was an option in Flex this week because of the lack of value uh, for touchdown upside. He's the secondary stack with Quez Watkins in Philly. I like Mm. what Gardner Minshew has done. I think he's averaging like 17 or 18 fantasy points uh, per game in his starts and has such a great supporting cast. I want the Panthers defense. Uh, We know that Jared Goff uh, has not been a good quarterback when he is pressured, and the Panthers are one of the blitz-heaviest teams
0: in the league. Yeah, Jared Goff also not as good on the road as he is at home. Those home road splits are very real, mm-hmm. so not a bad option there. This is different, nope. Al. Seeing, seeing you with Travis Kelsey and Dalton Schultz just mm-hmm. feels like I'm looking at something I shouldn't. Mm-hmm. This feels like an NSFW lineup is what it feels like, Al. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Look, like you said, you want to get contrarian sometimes. You have to know when you can open up and break rules uh, for yourself because nothing is set in stone uh, when it comes to daily fantasy and building lineups. But you want to be contrarian without being stupid.
0: If mm-hmm. there's one guy I'm going to take as far as being rule breakers, I figure the guy that just won $100,000 last week is the one that I can listen to. <laughs> and so. won the Millie Maker before, so yeah. I'm with you. Yeah. All right, that's going to do it for us this week. That is week 16 CSS DFS. Make sure that you remember, Saturday slate, Saturday slate, Saturday slate. That's the main slate this yeah. week, yes. Get it in mm-hmm. before Saturday. We love you guys. Thank you so much for hanging out with us. Follow him at my Clay NFL. I am at Daniel Dopp, at Al Zeidenfeld. Follow all of the things that Al does at smizzle.tv slash links. We love you guys. Thank you so much for hanging out with us. Please, please don't forget to love each other. Be kind to yourself. We'll see you guys next week. Who's that? Who's that that it's no secret, not a mystery. The one that we depend on for all our podcast needs. Graduate full sell you. Alliance fan through and through With the hippest beard I'm telling you